What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. My name is Danny Cola. If you're new to this podcast, make sure to click the subscribe button in the corner, whatever platform you're listening on, so that this way you can get a notification every time a new episode is up, one episode per week. This podcast premise is about optimization, balance, uh, understanding your body, and how you can take all this information and pertain it to you so that you could basically learn about your highest potential, the best version of you. Today's conversation is with Steel Mace Nation host, Fred Moore. He's also a Steel Mace coach. He is a fireman in New Jersey. Every time I talk with Fred, we vibe and a lot of good information comes up. This episode, we talk about flow, optimization, uh, energy, and understanding and interpreting that, manifesting your reality, things along those lines. It's a fun conversation, and I'm so glad that I get to share it with everybody else. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Steel Mace Nation and Fred Moore, check out uh, Steel Mace Nation on Instagram, and check out Steel Mace Fireman. That's where Fred Moore is at. Check out the Steel Mace Nation podcast for more episodes like this. And if this is your first time here on the Danny Cola podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you like what you hear, please share it with a loved one and rate it five stars. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. This is a good one. It's more like fluid like like when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's just so genuine. Like today, I'm doing another podcast at uh, one o'clock. I'm, I'm going to somebody else's gym. It's actually another gym where I'm doing a workshop and you know, part of this whole process is talking about unconventional tools and getting people excited about it. And like, really, what I like to do is talk to other authentic, genuine people, get their energy, and then like, it really sparks good ideas in me. Like, yeah, I make it a point to do that. And then just like record it, call it a podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Basically, you know, you know, what's funny and then something that's really interesting, something that I uh, I listened to on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple weeks back, a guy by the name of Brian Glazer. He is a um, he's a, you know, movie producer, screenwriter, director, whatever. I don't know. But throughout his 30 years, this is amazing to me throughout his 30 years of career he would always go out and try to like find the people that he wanted to talk to just to interview people for the hell of it. And he didn't even record anything like his whole premise was let's just go interview people so I can learn from them. Really? I was like, this is so fucking amazing. Essentially, this is what the podcast is. Yeah. You know, when me and you can kind of like bullshit and get down about numbers and downloads and and all that stuff. It's amazing that at the very least, which is a which which is a huge byproduct of this, we get to interact with cool, genuine, authentic people who spark a vibe. And it produces good thoughts. It produces good ideas. And next thing you know, your reality is something from a dream world. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, your dreams are kind of like, uh, well, yeah, you're not like dreams come true, but it's almost like, like, wow, that just happened. Like, this doesn't seem real, kind of. And and it's tantalizing. It's um almost trippy in a, a way. Ri- a, a ripple effect, if you will. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And and I think that's like at the end of the day, what makes up the cosmos, what makes up reality, you know, and we all have the power to do it. I think the last time we 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 had our podcast here, you know, we talked about choice Yeah, (laughs) a lot like when I so when I was a health teacher, we did a lot about we did a lot of talking about controllable and uncontrollable diseases and things that you can kind of like make the choice of. And as I was teaching, 
I was having these realizations in real time. I was like, oh shit, it's true. You know, and, and now what I'm really excited and learning, wanting to like get, you know, really obsessed about and learn more about is, uh, understanding our programming, like how we think and why we think (laughs) the way we think, which gets us in this constant thinking loop and like, does the, we you know we do these autonomic behaviors and, and it ends up becoming the way we just tell our narrative and next thing you know it's a reality that it's that's becoming giving the fact that we're thinking a certain way being triggered by whatever like yeah. trauma from like your life i would say the most impactful zero to 14 you know in those stages of life a lot of shit ends up stemming from that a lot of thought patterns keep reoccurring from that and I'm just fucking fascinated to learn more about it and, uh, you know, come up with a reconditioning plan, something that people could kind of like uh, turn to to use as a resource to uh, be aware of their conditioning and learn to recondition and have a more of a uh, fulfilling life, if you will. I don't know, whatever yeah. word you want to use. Yeah, well, yeah, optimize it or whatever, right? And, you know, yeah. that kind of that's a cool idea. Like you're talking about reconditioning the mind. And a lot of times when we talk about health and fitness, we talk about like reconditioning our bodies, but how the mind is attached to that. Mm -hmm. It's all one. Yeah, it's all one. So like as a as a fitness professional, you could you could kind of talk to a person about reconditioning their mind by helping them understand it through conditioning their reconditioning their body. Sure. Especially when you like use the energy centers like you, you now like the seven energy centers of the spine pertain to different emotions and feelings and when we're doing those you know, when we're doing certain movements they activate certain energy centers of the yes. spine you know and when we teach people or even like i'm teaching myself to do this like i'm being aware of like let's say a root chakra based movement and how it pertains to family and friends and relationships and shit like that so i'll start to think about the feelings of you know, all the good, loving, inspiring feelings with my family and friends and my relationships and shit like that. And I'll pay attention to that during my movement. And oh, like yeah. little by little, it starts to, uh, I feel like it untangles the energy that's being blocked yeah. based on shit that might be subconsciously fucking with me. However, Fred, I will say, getting people to understand this whole conditioning process, it's a very touchy subject. Because ego gets in the way. It's hard to be the person to explain something like that. And it's like, who gives you the right to fucking tell me how and why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking? Like, it's such a deep subject and touchy subject that it goes over a lot of people's heads. And sometimes, like I told you before, I can get into, like, thought loops about it. And uh, it's it's hard sometimes to kind of, like, just bring back, you know? But at the end of the day, like it's hard to have these conversations with people. Oh yeah. Uh, do you think ego is one of the biggest stumbling blocks in all of this? Listen, man, the ego is also very good because yeah. it gets shit done. Yeah. Right. So right. it's not like we could uh, just completely like remove the ego. It's 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 a vital piece to the puzzle. It's there for a reason. Yeah, it yeah. keeps us alive essentially, yeah. right? It yeah. keeps us wanting to win and fucking be the best and yeah. like that's that's part of survival. It's part of this process. It's part of being attached to a body and uh like interacting with 
with consciousness, interacting with reality. It's part of the po- It's part of the puzzle. And I think just keeping it in check and uh, and just like I said, like asking questions, just being aware of wait a minute, what happened to me in my life that is causing me to think this way? Right. Right. Yeah. And like it's hard to recall those things. Yeah. You know? Honestly, to do it honestly. Honestly, honestly yeah. yes, it's right. hard, man. Yeah. Like. You know, we, t- we we work with people with weight loss and we talk about eating habits and sleep habits. And when you ask them about it, like, like you just work with somebody for the first time. It's like, are they being honest? Are they being honest with themselves? Is this a, a long-term thing? Like, there, was there other things that I don't know as a practitioner that's, you know, eating away at them? Like, there's yeah. a lot of shit involved. And, I mean, that's why I'm so interested in, like, genuine, authentic conversation. It builds relationships. It's huge. We could communicate better and we learn about other humans a little bit more intricately. And really we find out Fred that everyone is uh, along the same path and we're thinking along the same lines. It's just based on some sort of trauma and upbringing that gets you to think a certain way. And we cling to our thoughts and we use it as an identity and we use it as a crutch. And when that's infiltrated, it's all hell goes loose and it's hard to like keep the connection, right? There's a million ways we could become disconnected based on culture, race, skin color fucking it's happening in the maze community as you can see it's like no my stuff is better than your stuff no this is not how you, you know like shit like that it's just it's nat- natural human tendencies to make divisions and uh and uh, separate one another but you know when you do this inward work you know i realize that a lot of people are just way more similar than we are different and it's all connected man yeah yeah and you know uh starting with yourself is always the best way to go about this right and be honest 100%. with yourself and you know you're talking about like identifying um my phone uh you're talking about identifying with certain things and you just uh hit something that i could i could share with you so a lot of times when i'm doing this or i'm just doing my regular you know like living podcasting podcasting hanging out with my friends live you know yeah. my family and stuff yeah i identify as the fireman you know like right like oh uh yeah you know oh hey i want you to meet fred um hey how are you yeah and then within a minute or two i'm telling them i'm a fireman because people you're you're sharing stuff about yourself right well you love it it's your it's it's been it's been part of your conditioning yes but this is a common thing for everybody they identify with what they do as a career Mm -hmm. and it's not really who they are per se but now when I'm in the fire service, you know, I got my uniform on and maybe I'm meeting a fireman from the town over somewhere in the conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do a podcast about fitness and stuff. And yeah, you're you see, also a trainer, a mace coach, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm changing who I identify with. Yeah. According to my audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought that was pretty peculiar of myself. I said, that is something strange. I'm going to keep my eye on that. Um, and, you know, and again, do we need to tell people what we do for a living to give them an idea of who, what type of person we are? Not really. Uh, it's a shortcut sometimes. It gives people a, a better, a quicker view of who you might be as opposed yeah. to the going around the long way. But we should take more time to get to know people and, and share these other parts yeah. of ourselves. Without- it's like a double-edged sword kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I mean, I guess the bigger thing is like if – you clinging to your you know if what you identify as yourself as what you do for a living like 
it gets really bad when that thing that you do for a living is gone now. Now, yes. how do you right, right? now? Yeah. How do you deal with it? Right. So at the end of the day, it isn't exactly who you are. Right. Like at the end of the day, we're all unconditional love. But when you identify with I'm the accountant and you've put in 40 years as an accountant and now you're not an accountant anymore. How the fuck do you deal with that? Yeah. Right. Like that's that's a psycho psychological thing. Now we got to break those barriers. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, I train, I train people that are in their retirement like just starting their retirement. And like, I pay attention to the patterns and uh, you know, their lifestyle as a coach, you know, when I'm trying to figure out what's best for a wellness journey or, or whatever, like I find that the patterns are almost identical to when they were working. It's like, How's everything going now? It's like, oh, I'm actually still fucking working. I'm actually doing more things because after two weeks of not working, I was like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, all these thoughts start coming up. What the fuck am I about? What do I want to do? So yeah. I just went back to work and I'm working from home now. It's a little less. I'm not as exhausted, blah, blah, blah. But what are you doing? You're doing more shit that has to do with work and what you've been conditioned and programmed to do it's hard to break that yeah you know we become addicted to those feelings yeah and we become this like autopilot human because it's just what we do and like that's why there's a, you know issues with the school system you know and like it's just this uh this byproduct this is another podcast for another day but it's just like this thing where the system where all these people are just going and everybody feels like they have to be there and then they don't necessarily want to fucking be there. And it creates this energy of like, uh, we're, what are we doing? Kind of thing, you know? And it's weird, you know, being in the system for a while and like feeling out all that momentum and energy and the way things flow in that system. It's like, okay, well you go through these levels, right. And like, you kind of just do things because you have to do them. Nobody's telling you to look inward about what you want to do. Some people do, but a lot of times it's just what are the test scores? What are the numbers? What are, you know, what's this? And like, it's, pre it's unwanted pressure that doesn't mean a whole ton at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I just wish there was more talking about like, let's fucking look at what you love. What are you, what do you light up about? You know, cause that is genuine authenticity, vibing energy that radiates. And then it makes other people think along those lines. And at the end of the day, it's like a uh, feeling of love that kind of gets things forward. I know it's the sappiest, most uh, <laughs> cl cliche shit that I've said so far, but um, it's the truth, man. Like you just go back to things that make you feel lovey dovey and yeah. I just think it's it's fun. It's, and, it makes things more fun. Right, right. And 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 you're um you're talking about like inspiration now. What keeps people inspired? And gratitude, inspiration, thankfulness, passion, right. joy, all these feelings like it's all part of the source, right? Yeah. It's all part of the source that drives consciousness. So when we behave in ways that have when we have an elevated emotion with an elevated intention, like it makes for fucking healthy cells. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it puts out a vibe that's also healthy for people to yep. grasp on. Right. Right. It's, it's, it, it shoots out energy, waves, whatever you want to call it. And people, they don't even know that they're absorbing those waves. It's no. just subconsciously. And then it, it uplifts them in a certain way. And I, um, I prepared a little quote here for you. You're, yes. Because I know you're a Gary Vaynerchuk fan. So Love Gary V. I was checking out my feed this morning, 
and um, there was a, his one of his quotes, and I, I was like, oh, this is cool. He says, you can't read about push-ups. What, you, what do you think reading inspirational quotes all day is going to get you there? You right. Know? It's true. You could sit there and you could read the quotes all day, but you got to go do inspirational things. Yeah, initially, like, there, there needs to be that, like, you know, uh, that will, that desire, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, being a teacher in that in the in the high school level and junior high level, it's like you you work with so many kids. But how can like if the kids don't want to learn, if they don't want to do anything, how can you force them to? Like, I really believe that people grow and learn at their own pace. Yeah, and uh, you know, like it just takes them. It takes people their individual journey to understand shit. Like. I, I have DNA that is like innate alpha leader go getter like it's in my blood. I can't it's been like that since I was a fucking kid. Like yeah. I it's hard to teach that. I can only teach that by my example. Yes. Right? As yeah. I fucking do and go and create my relationships like just like what you're doing. Like I see you from a distance. Gary V is doing what he's fucking saying and like I see it, I'm like, oh shit! If we're all connected and it's all the same and we're all one fucking consciousness, I'm no different. I could submerse myself just like Gary Vee's doing with his passion, passionate message and his elevated intention. He's fucking doing it. Like he's, he, but he, you know, you listen to his story and he's always been that like, go 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 go, make three thousand dollars selling baseball cards. You know, <laughs> fucking like. Who the hell does that? Like, I know. Only Gary. <laughs> it, it's in it's it's innate. Yeah. It's innate. Yeah. Right. So I, I also like going back to like those feelings of inspiration, love, gratitude, passion, all that shit. Like when you express those feelings in your actions and shit, like the actions are gonna be genuine and authentic. You don't have to worry about fucking choosing anything else. But right. like what 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 pro where, where the problem lies with I think a lot of folks is the fear that gets thrown in there. Yes. Like, right. okay, well, this is my authentic self, but my authentic self isn't going to jive with my people at work. Right. That's how I'm paying my bills. Like yeah. money and currency is another form of energy. Like it's like we can put that back. It's a resource. Like we can put that back into things that fuel goodness and positivity. But like if the way that you're making that energy, that currency is through this forum that can't have you be authentic, like little by little might be crippling. Right? Yeah, if yeah. You're, if you're conscious of it. Yeah, but the thing here, though, and this is, I, I think, a good message for for everybody. And at least this is something that I've learned, and it took me a long time to really get this because sometimes I still fall victim to exactly what you're talking about. But when you start to get comfortable with yourself and being authentic, and you get the the negativity at first, you just got to say, I don't care. I'm being who I am. When you get comfortable at that point. It feels so frigging good because you don't care if you're perfect anymore. So you don't care if you make mistakes. So now you're not worried about people being critical of you because you make mistakes because you don't care. You're being you and you're trying your hardest. And it's not about, you know, they're being critical. It's about me putting my best stuff out there. And then after a while, it doesn't take long. Those people that you're worried about being critical of you are going to start to they won't say it at first, but it'll be inside their head. They're going to say, hey. He's on exactly. something. And exactly. they're, they're going to be watching you. They're, nobody's going to be admitting it, but they're going to be watching you. And then eventually that's how you actually become a leader because leaders aren't people that say, pick this up, 
do this, do that. I want these numbers done by the there are people who get in there and sh you know have the, all the values of leadership, which is sure. like integrity, humility, and all that stuff. And they're doing the work with the people that that they're working with, not being a boss. And that's yeah. where, where it classic, all comes from. Classic leading by example, right? Right. Like that's putting out positive vibes. I think it's uh, yeah, it's extremely important, man. Yeah, it's extremely important. And I like I'm I fucking get inspired every day. Like I make it an intentional thing like i schedule it man i want to talk with people who are doing things that are having you know an elevated you know an elevated intention an elevated emotion i think that magnifies the shit that i do and honestly like that's where my good ideas come from like i do all the other shit like for balance and you know meditation like this morning i had a fucking amazing meditation oh, my yeah. wednesdays you know when you're a trainer like for i'll tell you so you know we go back and we talk about corporate america maybe doing a job that isn't fully authentic right so being a teacher i was very i was you know i try to be as authentic as possible it's my game like it's just in my dna i try to do that but at the end of the day it didn't fit like it wasn't a right. good fit for the corporate academia model like I'm just, I'm just too fucking. Li I, I don't like to use the word liberal. I'm just, fr I'm a free spirit, you know. Yeah, so it yeah. just didn't fit. So now I'm in this transition six months later and building clientele little by little. And when you start training, like you find like, a, you find like a, a magic number of clientele which keeps you afloat, and you know it's fine. So you you learn that you can structure your day with. Um, some more fluidity and freedom i've i've taken wednesdays now as what i like to call weekend wednesday so <laughs> nice. every like wednesday morning i just like monday and tuesday i'm like i'm grinding i'm training a lot of hours i'm doing a lot of classes and i'm you know i'm doing a lot of email and online shit wednesday morning like is my time where i mosey on up i just you know i have i have things to do on wednesday but it's not really like super strenuous like I'm, me, me and you were having a conversation right now i get to talk with my friend my friend fred today like yeah. this is fucking awesome <laughs> this is fucking amazing <laughs> right, like, right this is i wake up i you know i have a little talk of uh you know mary jane i have some coffee i do my meditation and like i get to hang out with you it's amazing but i, I do these things called weekend wednesday where i just kind of like mosey on into the day and i let the thoughts and clear things from the two days of like really like pushing myself kind of come to the surface and I analyze things and I think about things a little bit more intensively and intricately and you know just kind of like let go a little and see how I'm feeling like kind of like tune in you know yeah and um it's just like it feels amazing Dude. and like it's I just feel like optimized there and then like I do another, like I, I take the day and I work a little bit through in the afternoon like one to five I'll do a podcast maybe get some footage train some clients do like a group session or whatever and then I'm home with the family and then Thursday Friday Saturday are like half days and like it's a good work-life balance slash yeah. optimization thing the key is trying to find this like the, where i stay in there yeah you know yeah. and have like those optimizing moments however like you don't get to a point of optimization without having a good amount of resistance but it's like the um the intention and the way you look at resistance and how that shapes you for the next move and how you just kind of 
flow through being really yeah that's cool and you know what uh it, don't they call wednesday hump day isn't yeah okay weekend what it, week weekend wednesday, weekend wednesday. I don't is know. I just better <laughs> no it's better it, uh, you got to hashtag that and and just start get that out there let's get rid of hump hump day because yeah hump it's day, got, it got a bad mentality yes it's like it's, monday it's, just, it's like oh my god we're almost there right yeah it's like you're <laughs> saying you're uh Oh man, I just got to get through this day, and then and then it's a little easier on the other side. It just sets up the whole week for being like sort of like negative. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How do you feel? See, like your schedule is a little different, but how do you feel? Like I'm sure you've done the Sunday night blues, right? You watch Sunday night football. It's like shit. Monday morning, I got to go to work, and you know it's going to take a lot of energy for me, and I don't necessarily feel like I want to do it, but it's what I what I got to do. Excuse me. Right. It's uh, you know, it's. It's taxing. And then Monday rolls around and it's like, fuck, I got five intense days of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. how long could you sustain that? Like, the model of working, working your tail off, like my parents and my grandparents were, it's like retire at a certain age and just do nothing and whatever. It was a good model in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And now it's different times, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And like, as I do this inward work and I, uh, come to grips with what i think time and reality are it's like we're just in this eternal present moment yes right the moment is what you say it is yeah if you say monday's dreadful it's gonna be dreadful like right. monday saturday I, I when i was uh, teaching health first period in high school i would have these kids that come in at first period and they would just be like zombies you know some of the first questions i would ask is like who got their eight hours right. like yeah. 15% of the class are sleeping regularly eight hours. And that's a generous number, which is awful for a developing brain yeah. to go through. Obviously yeah. sleep is one of the key pillars of wellness and, and health, but I would ask who got their eight hours fucking nobody. <laughs> and then, uh, I would start thinking about how, how could you like, how about this? How can you live your life every day? Like it's Saturday every day. Yeah. And, they there was a sleeping every day and okay well if every day was saturday what would it be like for you so every day i would just say happy saturday you know happy saturday like every day was happy saturday yeah, for me right so that i could just like give these kids an idea of having a thought about how you structure the way you're viewing shit basically is all it is like you can get caught up in the monday through friday grind and live on saturday and sunday have the sunday night blues and do that shit all over again until you die or you figure out a way in this technologically advanced fucking state and figure out a way to fund your existence with your skills that have an elevated intention and emotion and right. fucking structure your time the way that you want to if you want to go to dubai and go work you can do that for a couple days come back Oh wait, we're gonna go to Sweden in three weeks. Bring the baby. Fuck it. Why not? Right. Yeah. I just I don't see why people don't think that these are possibilities. And then like the work I do and reading about Joe Dispenza and I'm starting to read uh, more Rudolf Steiner and the evolution of the soul. When you talk about like tapping into the unified field, the the ultimate source of that you know that makes the cosmos, like there's an infinite amount of possibilities there. Right. If everything all exists simultaneously at one time, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Connect to those things, attract them to you. Like that's honestly, I feel like, you know, we talk about uh, 
the physical part of wellness and attaching them to the zones and all that shit. Like, I really feel like these are ways to connect to source, connect to potentially a reality of your dreams. Potentially. Yes. Yeah. Potentially. As long as healing, ultimate healing, ultimate creativity. And like, I just like, why the fuck not Fred? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? And, and, you know, everybody should try to explore these things that you're talking about to some hard. degree yeah <laughs> like, and some people, people get, look at me like i'm sure maybe your audio guy's like what the fuck is this guy talking about <laughs> he's he's over there shaking his head right now he's like he's like hang up hang up <laughs> nah man he, yeah, i think like, he's, it's hard man i think he's paying his bills or something right now <laughs> he loves this stuff though chris Good, chris he's uh he's a musician um he his band is uh called serious matters they're here in new jersey awesome and, what kind of music um, how, what, how would you call your music? Uh, we're alternative rock. Dude, I w- so I used to be in a band back in the day. We were called With the Vengeance, and we were pretty alternative rock as well. Like Breaking Benjamin, mm-hmm. Three Days Grace mm-hmm. style. Yeah, yeah. Something how like about that. You? Something like that. We're kind of in that vein. We play style like that. You know, hard guitars. We got some great vocalists. It's good stuff. Awesome, dude. That's great. That's, that hits my soul, that's for sure. Yeah, the guys here are uh, like pretty creative. You got the owner Ming Chen, who you know he's uh, involved in like film and everything, and then Chris, and then there's this other guy Christian. They're, you know, they uh, they do movie <coughs> movies and videos and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, these. In fact, um, Chris, what was the name of that book you told me to get? Siddhartha. Siddhartha. So on mm. the way out to Chicago to visit you. I had this tiny little book that he told me to get called Siddhartha. And I was like, I swear to God, it was like this. It was like a piece piece of paper. I was like, I can (laughs) read this book on the way there. And I'm sitting down next to this gentleman who's next to me. Right. He's he's we're on coach and he's I see him kind of looking over at the book. And I'm like, what's this dude's issue? You know, (laughs) like what what what's the problem here? And he finally just goes, what is that book? And I go, uh. (laughs) Siddhartha and he goes what is it about I go I really don't know Um, I'm gonna read it on the way he goes that is my name and I'm like whoa are you kidding me wow what are the chances of that yeah and it's it's like an Indian demigod or something the name so he's named this guy's named after that and he he looks at the book he breezes through the pages and he's glancing through it and you know, and then we talked a little bit, you know, but I could see he wasn't much of a talker. He had to really break out of his shell just to ask me. But uh, to the, to your point about life and everything is that Chris tells me to get this book and I just listened to him. I allowed him to influence me. Yeah. And because of that, I had this moment on the plane with the guy that now we're sitting next to each other. We're a little bit more comfortable with each other, sitting, you know, with my leg on top of his leg and, you know, <laughs> how it is on the airplane. And, Romance. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. So uh, that's the way life plays out. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. Like, it's fucking weird. I Honestly, I think that you have vibrational attraction with people and things, and you kind of call things to you. I honestly think the more inward work that you do, the more shit kind of becomes available. Like... I really feel that things like clairvoyance and telepathy could be a thing if you allow yourself to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I'll have real deep meditations where like I feel that I can see all the connections of 
all the vibrational matches that make up reality itself within my confines or whatnot. And I think to myself, whoa, if this is all connected and this is how I'm feeling right now, how can I tap into the minds of other clairvoyants? Yeah. How can I get more connections happening? How can I like spread more of a positive message? A, a, a real problem that I've been having is trying to figure out ways to articulate this shit, like processes to the point where I could actually have an intellectual conversation with somebody and they're like, yeah, oh, I get what you're saying. I should probably think more about this. Like, I'm just a somebody who's interested in wellness from a lot of different uh, points of view. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that make sense to me when it comes to, you know, breathing and becoming parasympathetic and the nervous system really having a, a lot to do with this and the brain and the pineal gland kind of being like this high frequency antenna that's like picking up all these things. And the more you do the inward work, the better frequency your antenna is in the pineal gland and you're able to kind of like tap into higher frequencies. Right. Yeah. So like in, in music and, and maybe your, your, your audio guy can relate to this. If you ever have read music growing up or learned to read music, there's a scale, right? Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. The fucking scale is there. There's an infinite amount of notes on the scale up and low. Like, we can hear to a certain frequency, but after a certain frequency, we don't pick up anymore. We don't hear it. It doesn't mean those frequencies and vibrations okay. don't exist. Yeah. Oh, but my dog could hear that shit. Right. We just can't. And same thing with, with going as low Whoa. as possible. Like, we, we hear up to a certain point. After a certain point, we don't hear no more. That doesn't mean those frequencies don't exist. So human beings, we're so special because we're able to tune into higher frequencies. We're able to pick up higher shit. And not a lot of people can pick up on that like wholeness, real connection to source. Not a lot of people can do that unless they do a lot of inward work. And I'm still very novice in this shit. Like I'm still, you know, I meditate every day. It's a non-negotiable for me. It's, you know, I'm aware of, I try to be aware as much as possible as my trauma for my traumas and how like I'm in this thought pattern and, and, and in this loop where it could be potentially damaging to myself and my, my relationships and stuff like that. Like I try to be as aware as fucking possible. Um, but like just learning about this as, as, as intricately as I can has been a pretty fucking crazy journey. And yeah. like, I, I'm, you know, I've become passionate about it. It's been pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you, it just reminds me though, like of these great masters that you hear about or read about, or, you know, they have movies about them. Um, it, it, they live their whole lives until they're old and gray, and then it like it, they become true masters because they've applied their whole life, and it takes yeah. all that time to get there. It really does, and and it just reminds us that it's about the journey. It's not about getting somewhere. Like your right. journey, what you're on right now, this is not something that you're going to discover overnight. And even when you think you're discovering it, it's gonna just unfold new mysteries beyond that and you're 100%. always you're always going to be on this journey but that's what it's about and that's, that's exactly what it's, it's about. exhilarating right totally so I'll, I'll even say another thing too it's like these people they take their lot a long time to reach an enlightened state and you know in this linear time as we perceive it we feel like we have to get somewhere in order to feel this enlightenment like i'll argue with you too now that in meditations in a place where you are fully whole or like where you feel really good. I'll, I'll tell you, like in my meditation today, I was just feeling like, for example, I'll give you like a visual for this. Like every time I get in tune, I always 
like see some sort of like circular vroom, vroom, emitting energy. That's how I just kind of like pick it up, right? And I felt this like door open with all this like unconditional love shining on me. And it felt really amazing. I, I just kept t- tuning into the breath and it was amazing. And I was like, you know, I got into meditating two and a half years ago because I wanted to have visions, right? Yeah. And like, I just kept doing it. Even if I didn't feel shit one day, like I just kept doing it. I just kept learning more about it, like wanting to understand more about it. And, and anyway, like I felt really enlightened this morning. Like I'm at weekend Wednesday. I, I, you know, I have a pretty light schedule for the rest of the week and I'm really going to have fun with all this. And I got another workshop in two weeks and I'm doing podcasts and I'm getting video and I'm doing online stuff. And like, I'm having a lot of fun with it, even though I'm not where I'm at my I'm not I'm not doing my grandiose fucking vision yet. Like I feel pretty I mean I don't I don't want to use the word enlightened because I mean we perceive that it takes a ton of time, but I feel really really ecstatic about just being present, especially this morning and knowing that I get to hang out with you for a couple hours and yeah. I get to do it again in another couple hours after that and you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's I feel pretty amazing like it's there already. Like I won already, but I you know like it just it's that balance of connecting to the moment and being present and really feeling these feelings. Like this is why we do it, you know? Yeah. Well, can you rephrase it a different way and say it more sure. like everybody is uh enlightened to some degree or another and we're all on a pathway to becoming sure. more enlightened. Yeah, so th- for so, sure. so you're never going to get to a point where you go, ah, I am, you know, I'm 85 years old. I'm sitting on top of a mountain Finally, and I'm truly I'm enlightened. You're <laughs> even at 85. You're going to be like, yeah, dude, I'm really seriously jacked up enlightened right now, but I still could be more. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like for that. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to stop. Like I had a great moment this morning. Right. It doesn't necessarily stop me from seeking more. Right. Or seeking, seeking. I don't know. It's like it's not really seeking. more. Yeah, you're seeking. I don't right. know what the fuck. I don't even like the word seeking. It's nah. like uh, just being more present. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, we have you a know? way of just boxing ourselves in with the way we 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 say these words. Seeking. I'm seeking something. That that makes it sound like you're out on a on a pathway in the woods, looking around, just lifting it, up rocks, right? Like, it depicts time as linear. Yes. Like in the way that we think time is linear, when really it's just this eternal now. Yeah. You know, Uh, so another vision I had this morning was like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but it was like the vision of the ether as a fucking whole, right? As much as I compartmentalize it and like everything was there happening simultaneously. Everything that's an infinite amount of possibilities was in front of me. And I felt like eternity is just kind of moving through these pathways, right? And knowing that infinitely amount of things could happen. And I also feel like the narrative we tell ourselves as human beings and father time and we're going to die. Like, yeah, we're definitely going to fizz out. But does it have to be where everyone fizzles out at? 99, 90, 100? Like, I think 75 is crazy. Like, if you feel like you're going to die at 75, like in this day and age... We know so much. 75, you can be playing some fucking like – you can play some sports. You can yeah. have some fun. You can be like, deadlifting. Look, look at Mark Sisson. Mark Sisson is like in his mid-60s. Paul Check is like late 50s. Going to be, I think he's almost 60. Like 
and they would probably argue that they're feeling amazing yeah still being able to participate still being able to fuck still being able to to you know have fun with their family and like do endeavors and 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 do workshops and create new shit like it's just the beginning like uh I really think that we can supersede what expectations are. Like in my soul, I really feel like we can supersede that and like preserve ourselves. Like yeah. I'm 31, and I guess time has got you know still. I mean, now I'm like I'm throwing myself in circles, but I guess experience will put further thoughts in my brain, and maybe I'll think differently. But I honestly, I feel super optimistic about preservation and optimization well into the time that we think that we're going to start dying yeah. i really feel i really feel that yeah yeah and you know it's it's it, we're talking about the good thoughts in your head being the like the the thing that compels the driver you, the driver and and i just had a moment this morning and you're gonna like this and i, I have a question for you on sure. the tail end of it uh so i walk my daughter down to the bus stop every morning it's not that long of a walk but I always enjoy it. We walk down the bottom of the hill. She gets on the bus. And then when I walk up the hill, I try to fire my glutes and my hamstrings on the way up nice. so I can really get get right. going for the day. So this morning, it's cold now, right? And we're yeah. all bundled up. And I started up my truck with the remote key, you know, and nice. we get out there and the, the truck is running. And I looked at her. I go, nah, we're walking. Nice. Because I had this vision in my head. And it was me as an old man and my daughter like in Hawaii being a marine biologist, whatever she's going to do. <laughs> and me regretting or not regretting me, uh, remembering walking down to the bus stop with my daughter. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to rob my future self of that little moment right I now. I love that. And I'm going, it's not that cold out. Don't be a pussy. Let's just go down to the bottom of the hill. And I had a great talk with her. She wanted to unzip her coat, and she finally did it. And then she told me she was cold, and I was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And she <laughs> zipped it up herself, and I'm going to remember that now. And Amazing. I feel like I had a vision. Is that what happened? Was I having a little vision there, or what was Let I doing? Let me ask you this. If time is infinite, are we connected to our past and future selves? Yeah. Yes. Can we pull the future self to us? Right. Yeah. Like I think gratitude practices are essential for this inward work. And like all my life, I've been this kid who just want like in seventh grade, I started my band. Right. I put together a fucking a skit, a show, and we did it at the V in seventh grade at 13. Like I did this innately. So I connect to my 13 year old self through meditation and I, I thank him for fucking doing the work that he did at 13 and the way that he was feeling at 13. And I'm like, I appreciate that. I really do because it's, it's formed me. And then I say to myself, all right, where's the future self at? Is he doing a podcast with Joe Rogan right now? Can I envision that guy right now on the Rogan podcast, doing a workshop in Dubai, whatever the fuck is in my head right now. Can I pull that person to me? Is the stand-up comic that's like begging to get out gonna show up? Right. right? Am I gonna pull myself towards that? The question is, where are those elevated feelings coming from and how can I put that into existence? So yeah, maybe you did have a moment with your future self and you 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 connected with your future self, and maybe like 
you know, it triggered, a, 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 you know, another reality in that moment with your daughter. And I, I, that's beautiful, by the way. Like, I think that's awesome. Yeah, dude. And I love how you just explained it because that's how I'm going to choose to believe it. That's my my belief system is how you just said it. And I'm glad I asked you yeah. is I got a friend and my friend is my older self. We always say, oh, if if I knew then what I knew now. Right. All right. So obviously, yeah, you got to you got to take your licks along the way. But, man, if you could just put yourself into your future self and say, how would I look back on this? What would I have really wanted myself to do? That's that's my friend talking to me right now, telling right. me, come on, man, take your daughter down. down this. If it means that much to you, then just walk down the block. It's not that big. Of a yeah. Deal. Fuck. Yeah. And like you connect you connect to your future self and pull it like pull it through you that's a great point it's like what would your future self want you to do and how would your future self want you to think yeah yeah Yeah, chris what 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 where do you see yourself like music wise uh as a older gentleman like uh what can your older gentleman friend tell you right now i don't know just to keep working and to make sure that i'm constantly on the grind and not to fall into a slump of not doing anything just because nothing's going on right now doesn't mean See, I can't that, be that, I'll, I'll tell you that's that's, yeah. that's interesting right there nice. so that's a conversation good, i man. have with myself all the time yeah like yeah. falling into like going into the grind not falling back like that's to me like i i'm very much like that and i have a problem finding the balance in when yeah. like so i went to denver colorado last week and i took three days off i just said fuck with the phone i don't want to be connected to technology yeah. i want to connect with mountains and snow and walk up trails and shit so like i'm in this state now of not really caring about work and not caring about my endeavor and my future plans in the podcast and just trying to like not like care about it and then there's the double-edged sword i start to feel like oh i'm i'm stagnant I'm not doing shit now. Like, what am I doing with my life? You fucking idiot. Stop dicking around. <laughs> Go do your work. Yeah. And then you start to feel a little anxiety and a little frustrated with yourself. And now these were these, these feelings of fear and maybe, uh, you know, insecurity start to like come up and, you know, it's hard to wrestle with those things. So that's a fucking balance that could be a little shaky if we're not careful with, I yeah. think. Yeah. Most definitely. You know? But uh, fuck, man, go play music until you're 90. Like I would, love, that would make me amazed too. Like I would fucking be right there with you. Like I want to teach myself to play piano as I'm learning French. Like these are the these are the things that I think about. Like yeah. all right, well, I want the fitness thing to eventually run itself, and it's a real passion project, and I want it. I want to be a part of it, and I want to travel, and I want to do workshops and social events, and you know, like retreat type shit. Yeah. But why not? play piano that at those things why not have a fucking stand-up event come like i don't know like why not why not yeah right like i said like have like if it's a such an elevated emotion try to try to make it happen but then i also think about hey where are you placing all your energy at Mm -hmm. like how often am i bringing it back center yeah right like if if indeed everything is happening simultaneously you will like eternity infinity happening all at once then it's already happening so pump the brakes it like let it just be and it'll morph to you i think like obviously there's the balance the choice thing and all that but if you're honestly if you're dealing with emotions that are really elevated and intention that's really elevated it's not going to feel like work you're just going to be pulled to it it's going to be your your 
automatic new conditioning. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there you go. Live in your dream world. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I love it, man. It's the alpha brain. I'm telling you. Hey, is is having a um a retreat thing? Is that on your vision board over there? Yeah. Yo, you bet your ass. All right. Let me ask you this question: Where do you vision your retreat thing being at? Like, what what type of location? Okay, can I tell you right now? I have a uh, number one Atlanta, two Miami, three North Cali, four New York. Um, I have five Chicago, but then I also have like global is next. So okay. like after, so my goal by twenty twenty is to have all those cities booked. Okay. All right. Yeah. And collaborate with people in those areas to come up with an event yeah. that's targeted for people interested in fitness, right? where we set time also afterwards to kind of mingle, enjoy, maybe set up a, a, like a partnership with a, I don't know, a bar or nightclub where we can do an event afterwards, see a show, have music, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So like where, where, cause you know, what happens at workshops is that all these vibes, they come together. Everyone's so like interested in learning about a new thing and, and helping themselves. And then what happens is, Oh wait, you like this, you like that. Boom. Let's connect for a podcast and right. then let's connect or, right. or not a podcast or their version something. of something like a collaborative that. effort. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. I, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt right now because on your vision board you don't have the jersey shore the jersey shore is there, it's there next to new york I, <laughs> oh, there. You that was just written real small it's covered it's piece of new york slash new jersey fucking that's one thing for me all right like, well dude i'm this is why i'm saying man like why not do it here at the jersey shore you got a connection right here i know people in the area we got asbury park you want to have a thing at a bar i know somebody with a bar i know a place where there's a band dude you want to make it happen Let's I, make it happen. Let's set a date. Summertime, New Jersey Shore. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I'll help Done you deal. with it, man. Done deal. Let's let's fucking let's figure out a way to make it work. Because you need to start this shit now if that's what you want to yeah. do. And my wife said my wife said that to me the other day. She's like, make this fucking shit work. She's like, because right. I was worried about like I have other ideas for different types of shows and podcasts, and I'm like, and I was like stressing about it. And she's like, hey, dude, isn't this supposed to be fun? I'm like, of course. Like, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, put your energy into like getting your connections out in this in the country where you want to, and set up those dates. And I'm like, fuck, let's do it. Let's do it, man. There you go. Yeah, I just let's fucking do it, Fred. Let's set up a time. Dude, because I love I love your vibe, man. And I believe you know, like the the more people that you could collaborate with, that you could help with. Uh, you know, you help people, people help you. That's that's how this friggin' world is. That's why we have civilization to begin with, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, we have awesome cities like Chicago, New York, and everything because people collaborate and make shit happen. You got to believe. You got to have people that believe in you, you know? That's and true. I believe in you, and I believe, I believe in, in you. Yeah, that's it, man. That's what we need. A little bit of belief. Yeah, I definitely believe what you're doing, man. Like you're uh, like watching it from afar. It's cool to see because you're putting together all these interesting fitness people, right? Like we got Rick Brown and Leo Savage and other people teaching the mace. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Isik is coming. Who? Isik. He's coming to your studio? No, he's not. Well, he's going to be on. I That'd be great if he wants to come. But I, I did contact him, and nice. he said uh, he's going to let me know. So he's I don't, a genius. Yeah, Dude, he's a fucking he's a genius. I hope that I hope that works out. Like I read his book, and I think it's pretty interesting that like a lot of uh, steel mace people kind of um, 
you know, they, they're very attracted to this Viking, this Odin, mm-hmm. this this Valkyrie mentality. It's like it's very synonymous, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Right. It's interesting. And uh, you know, there's a lot of cool philosophy that comes from that shit. Like Scandinavian gods, Viking gods, you know, John Beneducci, the M- the Bellator MMA guy that yeah. uh, I don't know if I hook you up with him. If I didn't, I should probably hook you up with him because he's a trip, man. Like he's awesome. He so he had his he had one of his last fights at Madison Square Garden in June, and he comes out with this hammer, right? And he's holding it up and he's yelling, Odin! Odin! <laughs> and he like he says he calls himself the son of Odin, yeah. and he call he calls to that energy. He's like, if everything's energy, anyways, he's like, I just vibe with that energy. I'm yeah. like, that sounds awesome. And then he sent me this uh, this book that he's writing because there's a there's a symbolic thing, nine pages, nine days. He did something with the, the Tao of Ragnar, and uh, he was just giving his like philosophical thoughts on each piece of the Tao of Ragnar and it was like super interesting a lot like it's really in depth about death and uh like accepting death and it's fucking wild to me like what are your thoughts on that like what are your thoughts on that being synonymous with the the mace community all that Uh, yeah um you know well touching off of your last thing was uh the the thing about death I, I think one of the reasons why the Vikings were uh, you know, so uh, feared and so powerful and they, they accomplished so much was because of the way they looked at death. And they didn't give a fuck. They didn't. And they looked at it as like an advantage to them. Like, like, oh, if I go and do this and I die, that's just even better. That's even better. <laughs> like, talking about like, com- what, what do you call the suicide bombers? Those fucking uh, kamikaze pilots. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> you're just moving on to even better shit. So why not? You know, let's like, let's what like a thousand virgins waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, well, they had they had the uh, Valhalla, right? And and it was an endless feast, right? So right. they love to eat, right? So right. it's funny how how in society when when we come up with our version of what heaven is or god it's always like the heaven is what you value here on earth like like i had one person tell me that in heaven the streets are made of pure gold and i'm like who cares <laughs> i don't gold like is gold. only a hot commodity on earth bro right and i don't i don't wear gold man and I, great i don't know i think it's in some of my electronics I, whatever but it, yeah that's what the vikings did but as far as um, the steel mace thing, you know, um, it's it's a weapon. It used to be a weapon. Yeah. Um, the one of mo- one of the most universally used weapons across the planet. The most uh, you could just picture a a caveman picking up a stick, hitting somebody with it, and then the caveman next to him putting a rock on it and hitting him over the head and say, "I make better, I make better stick, whatever." <laughs> um, so yeah. so now it's to use. We use it for fitness, and we don't use it for. Uh, making fighting and shit and all yeah, that yeah hurting people with it and it's, stuff. it's a great obviously like you know we're big advocates of it it's just a fun way to exercise like for a whole year and a half i never planned one workout right isn't that yeah, cool? i'm telling you i didn't plan i mean obviously it's my work so i'm doing it i'm with i'm i'm doing some sort of like activity with it every day it's very easy it's it's a nice structure for people who aren't in the fitness industry to work out for an hour at a time or like schedule time with a trainer or whatever you know but like i've really found that it's so versatile and it's so unique that if i can just do like 
10 through 60s here right now put it down i'll do another like switch squats some lunges some whatever just fuck around with it kind of feel how i feel with yeah. it and right. and like that those have been my workouts same thing with the kettlebell yeah same thing with body weight like i never really structured time to work out it's just been time to film get the things that i'm like feeling in that moment and those have been my workouts now the last couple of days i'll tell you um you know, you met Jake, my video guy. He's such a good kid, man. He's such a fucking interesting, in- inspired fucking 18-year-old kid that doesn't think like a lot of 18-year-olds. Anyway, we're working out together a little bit more conventional to kind of give him more of a foundation mm-hmm. so that we can work out for 45 minutes. For the last couple of days, we worked out together 45 minutes, 60 minutes, and just kind of, you know, giving him and building him up a foundation as opposed to somewhere like, you know, so a guy like you or a guy like me that has been exercising for a long time where we can now, you know, get away with as little as possible and still have real good benefits. Like yeah. there's no need for guys like me and you to bench 350. Yeah, I want to keep my strength up. Right. I want to keep my strength up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to fucking also keep your elbows fucked up? <laughs> You're right. Then if that's the case, keep benching 315 like, and, and keep doing it for sets and reps. And like, you're not going hard. You're not working out. Like, no, you can get away with the, as little as possible and still be jacked and tan as fuck. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm motivated, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think that's been like the way I've been working out. And I think that that aspect of the mace has been is just like it's so awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, so, man. It- yeah, go ahead. Uh, the uh, I just got a text message from somebody like, man, you got to try the slingshot out. And I'm like, dude, I'm What's not. That? That, oh, you never saw the slingshot? It's to help you your your, your heavy bench press. It's it, You wear it, and it's like elastic, oh, yeah. and it pulls everything together. And it it when you pull down, you're actually forced against that resistance, and then it slingshots it up. Uh-huh. And it, like, guys are, like, adding 40 pounds to their bench press, like, uh, over time. I'm like – yeah, dude, maybe 20 years ago I would have. Yeah, when I was 18, sure, <laughs> right. I would love to fucking right. do that. When I was in co- college playing playing football, I was like, I want to do 225 as many times as possible. I yeah. did it 17, 18 times. I felt fucking, yeah. That's but good. then my elbows were fucking killing me. Right, yeah. And, like, I was a kicker and punter, so, like, it didn't really help with my kicking and punting. Yeah. Although – uh, because like the ego kind of kicked in and like, Oh, it's going to give me a super advantage when I go to the combine. I'm kicker doing 17 reps of the bench press. But yeah. Can he make kicks? Can he fucking kick off? Can he put the ball deep in the end zone? Can right. he do this a hundred kicks a game and feel awesome the next day? Right. Yeah. Doing bench press 18 reps or 225 isn't going to help me do that. Right. But you know what will the fucking mace. Yes. Hoop. There it is. That's right. You know, this, like it's fun. I don't know. I just think I wish I, you know, when I connect back to my past self, that one that played college football, that was kind of, you know, thinking about fitness in just a real like tunnel vision way. Like I have to thank him for that because it forced me to be like, well, your kicking is kind of just subpar, average at best why what's happening biomechanically yeah like why is this hip pain constantly happening right and uh you know it's just like again you put yourself in a situation that is right for you in that moment remember that you're right where you're supposed to be fred for everybody out there you're right where you're supposed to be it's chiseling you yeah, if you choose to look at it that way yes but if it's where it's like ugh, you know what listen it runs in my family like you know just, it runs in my family i'm not gonna be able it's right 
I gotta go to work and yeah. like it hurts me and it's it's been in pain forever. It's just gonna be there forever. It's like okay, well then yeah, it's gonna be there forever. But yeah, you have, just have you that just, mindset. Fine, yeah, right? You just but said it. <laughs> if you want something better, think about having something better. It's honestly, it starts with something as simple as that, and yeah. then it morphs. Right. You know. Yeah, man. So. Dude, so, so listen. Fred, tell me. Like, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, we only have a few minutes left. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> and I remember saying, hey, we're going to talk about the workshop. We did we even, even talk about the workshop? <laughs> we didn't even get to it, man. And I, the whole point was like to talk about how I flew out to Chicago and um, took your workshop. And it was really good. And I know you're going to be doing more workshops. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I really it was fucking from here. It feels good. I yeah, Steel Mace 101. I was telling, I was telling your boy Howard, who was there, right? Um, he, I was like, dude, you know, I, I took it uh, to, you know, just to go show support, and, and instead, I actually got a good workout out of it because it's foundational movements. And I don't care how advanced you get, you should always practice your foundations. You should always do your basics. That should be like boom, boom, boom all the time. That's where it all comes from. Yeah. Um, so anybody could take your, your workshop and I yeah. really thought you put it together. Well, I talked Thank to you. you about this before I left. I said, I'd like to do something similar. Um, so you, you kind of kicked me in the butt. I have a workshop coming up January 4th. I modeled I fucking it. saw that. Congratulations. Thank you, awesome. man. And I'm giving you credit right now too. And I will continue to give you credit. I modeled it a little after, well, a lot like how you did yours. Awesome. I fucking hope that you you do, man. That, yeah. that was the whole point, man. Like the whole point is to to yeah, do exactly that. Inspire, teach and and you know, let me give you some of my flavor of how I structure a a 101 class yeah. and then you know, you put your fucking flavor on it. There's plenty of love to go around. Like this is get this is a tool that can help a lot of people and uh, I'm really psyched that you're you're doing that thing out there in, in the Jersey Shore. When when is it? November. It's, it's January fourth. Uh, I'm 4th. doing it at a place called Platform Training. Um, if you could be out for it, you can. But if not, try to come out in the springtime, and we'll and, or we'll do your uh, January. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to move out here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, dude. It's a fucking ninety minute flight. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so simple. If you can, and man. If you can, it's, you know. It's uh, but you have you, know, you have a, a a workshop coming up too uh, on November twenty. November twenty third. I'm doing a workshop with Howard. Um, we're doing a steel maze and body weight fusion workshop. Um, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. We're so gonna put it together. Is it gonna be yeah. a little different from the one I took? Yeah. So this one's gonna be three hours. Oh. And okay. uh, it's a uh, it's ninety minutes of body weight and ground based flow. Howard's a wizard at yeah. ground based flow. And the other portion will be a steel mace portion. And, you know, it's a great way to, uh, you know, combine these types of exercises in your movement patterns. Also, like the point of body weight and steel mace workouts, although it's a conditioning tool, it's easy on the nervous system. And that's the whole point, right? Like if the nervous system is how we perceive information and energy, it's got to be recalibrated. And doing body weight and steel mace movements together is a great way to recalibrate the nervous system so that you can take in energy as best as possible. Basically what we're doing is we're mobilizing those zones. Like we're working all muscles around the spine when now the next piece is to attach those with elevated emotions, which is hard to teach, right? I'm trying to figure out a workshop and a way to teach elevated emotion with these zone mobilizations. You know, I'm trying to team up with some people that really like 
le- know more about these these emotions and tying them in but that's what basically what we're doing yeah. right we're mobilizing these zone areas of the spine with these body weight steel mace movements and it's it's just recalibrating to the nervous system and yeah. you can get a great fucking workout with real low impact yeah so that's God, really man, the whole point i i got man i chris is there anybody coming in after this can i just pay a little extra to go another 30 <laughs> minutes i got time if you, you're, you're good with it all right, dude, let's keep let going. Let it fucking let it flow. Dude, this but is, that's the whole point of this, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you just said something so cool, man. You were like, I don't quite know how to do this yet, but it sounds like you are you have the seed and it's planted. Oh, and dude, the downloads now, are coming in this morning. And the meditation, like, I was really, like, letting the information kind of flow through me. on Because I had a, a meeting yesterday with this girl who I do my Steel Mice 101 group classes at brilliant fucking trainer practitioner Kristen stafford she was on my episode 100 she's just like super smart and really in tune really connected she's a paul check institute hlc3 coach so she knows her fucking shit and a lot of people don't really understand and know the significance of a, the paul check institute and the hlc levels i'm not a pra- paul check practitioner but he's coming on my podcast and i fucking love his material yeah do you have a date for that when he comes december on december 10th yeah, okay december so 10th. and are you gonna drop the podcast like a week later or around that i don't know okay. i get lazy with that I just yeah. want to, you know, whether I put out one or two a week, I'm good with that. Like yeah. I said, I, my focus with the podcast is intentionally setting up conversations so I can vibe, record the conversation, call it a podcast. Yeah. I think that people should do that more yeah. intentionally. Yeah. Set up a time, reach out to somebody in your field, learn everything that you can, absorb everything that you can from them intentionally take your notes create a connection establish a connection and relationship and you never know where that shit kind of leads in the future yes you know jordan harbinger is a wizard at teaching people these tactics networking and relationship building and and building a brand and network and all that stuff and um he's somebody i reached out to too i'm hopefully to get him on the podcast in 2020 but this is i'm putting his words and like shit to work myself yeah so so like that's I, I mean that's all it is and that's what I, I like doing and and I was basically going back to Kristen and talking to her about this we had a meeting yesterday and we talked for an hour we we're, we're trying to figure out a way to combine this information and making it as clear as possible in a in a two hour minimum period um, but I, I was sitting in meditation today. that's why I like weekend Wednesday so much is because I don't know how it's going to work, but I have an idea that it can work mm-hmm. nicely yeah. and it could be real good information for people to absorb and use as a resource every day to recalibrate and recondition to kind of circle back to how we talked about the whole conditioning aspect of it because it's going to be a way to get people to understand preconditioning and how to recondition for a future or reality that is elevated for you yeah right that's right. the whole idea behind it i just like i said the the thoughts and ideas were coming into me as i was meditating i just have to fucking figure out a way to filter it and that's just like that's the that's the that's just the 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 challenge about doing this work is finding a way to filter all this information when yeah. you become more of a balanced vessel you understand right but the you're not discouraged because you don't have the answer right away and instead you're like i'm gonna figure it out so you start so this is like a good message to people you For know sure. not to get discouraged because like you first like you come up with an idea like we sometimes we say oh there's joe again coming up with his visions of grandiose you know he's gonna yeah. reinvent the wheel whatever 
you could get discouraged very easily because the answers aren't so prevalent or the way you're looking at it right now looks like the hardest way to get there. Like, I'll never be able to do it. But stick with it. Keep plunking away. And new paths will reveal themselves. Especially if you're doing the work, dude. If you're doing the inward work, right? If you're creating new neurological connections by doing mace work, by doing meditation, by doing shit you're not good at and working on it. Like, just like the podcast, for example. Like, I'm putting it together. I'm not innately interested in all the technological shit and editing. Like, if you look at my YouTube podcast, it's just like, this is my Zoom record. I throw it up there and... Yeah, that's... I don't want to deal with that. Like, I just put that up. It's good enough. And, like, eventually I'll outsource. Like, Jake and I are talking about ways to, to, to make that work. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I outsource it to this podcast studio here. Exactly. It's exactly. like it frees my mind so much I could I could do a better job at what I like doing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, like, what I'm talking about with this podcast, too, is energy prioritization. Like, realizing where you're putting your attention and energy and how things are manifesting from that. Like subconsciously, we put our shit out to so many different areas we don't even realize. That's why it's subconscious, right? But the more work that you do, and this is what I was saying, like the more inward work that you do, meditation, mace work on conventional tools, yoga, doing shit you're not good at, whatever, like you develop new neurological pathways for ideas and perspectives to kind of flow through you like ways that would never before because you're doing work that's elevated. Right. And uh, like Kristen uses this term called letting things bake. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, obviously it comes back to this like linear path of time, which is it just makes it more relatable to the way we view shit now in our conditioning. It's like, yeah, you have to let things bake and shift and to just enjoy as much as possible during the process. Like I always like to say, pick up your he- pick up your head and smell the roses. Like, you know, Jake and I talk about this all the time. He's 18. He just finished high school and he's on this path of building his brand. Yeah. Like the kid filmed a documentary documentary of the school's baseball team and is putting it together. And I don't know if he's talked to you about it. He put it together. He made a trailer. He's got the documentary done. He he set a date with Lake Street Theater in Oak Park. He's getting people together to come view it. He's selling tickets, going to charity, shit like that. Like this is the, what his kid is thinking about. Yeah. And then he proceeds to tell me how – He's anxious about things and he's not enjoying as much. Like this is the loop that we're teaching ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fucked. And like I try to teach them as much as possible as I learn myself to pick up your head and smell the roses. Like what you're doing is amazing. What you're doing by by example is just this this empowering thing because people are just seeing what you're doing and it's teaching them something. Right. Whether you think it is or not, it is. And it's in motion. That's what emotions are. Energy in motion hashtag paul check thank you very much <laughs> right like it that's what it is it's an it's a energy in motion and sometimes with our vessel our our meat suit as rogan likes to say it just takes some time for shit to process so like that's what makes the, the process fun is when i do get into these meditations and i it's non-negotiable it's part of my conditioning now it's helping me perceive information and and the way i could adjust and manipulate my reality i'm like oh okay so this information is coming in how do i want to sort it the next thing you do is uh, you know, I get together with Kristen again in a week or so, and then we put things on paper. We figure things out. How can we orchestrate this and also be clear on, like, what my expectations are, what her expectations are, how I see myself as a leader role as far as teaching because it's my zone. And, like, we both are kind of understanding this. Like, we vibe really well. Like she, you know, she's really smart. And she's also making me see things that I haven't seen from from my 
tunnel fucking ass narrow ass Ugh. perspective sometimes which right. i can get really caught like yeah. really guilty and getting caught in you know and that that's why again why i like these genuine authentic conversations because yeah. Your energy comes through me, and I kind of filter my shit with your love and authenticity. And it's it's, it's coming from the same source ultimately. Yeah. yeah. So like we're all we're you know we're doing something to better humanity and better ourselves in the process, and it's just gonna make things filter more. Like I just know that if I after this podcast is done and I'll go, I'll sit and I'll meditate for a second maybe i'll have a clear understanding maybe i'll just become more centered i don't know i just i know that becoming centered after releasing all this energy on this podcast it's important it's important to the process it's yeah. important to uh i guess understanding this information more purely yeah you're talking a lot about creating things so in order to create things you have to be uh you can't be narrow minded but you're going to be so you have to you have to collaborate with people and yeah, sure. and this is where they say like you know uh look at the people that you're surrounded by and if you are inspired by them those are your friends but if you're not inspired by these people that might be your cage you yeah know? it's just again like you're just it's an it's a it's energy you don't want that right. it's not doing anything for you so you right. kind of got to remove yourself but that's that takes awareness yes right right it's huge and so i think creativity is love is consciousness nice right? it's yeah. all it's it's all that right because yeah. because like for example this computer the microphone this technology that's available to us now at one point was just an idea of somebody yeah. that was really excited to build something so that this could happen yeah right right at one point that intention at, it was an idea like right. in the 1700s when none of this shit was even conceived they were talking about ways that we can connect telecommunicationally instantaneously across the world within seconds in real time. How does that happen? Right? Like now it could happen based on that person's energy and love for something like that to actually be a reality. Yeah. So like, why can't we just see it that way now? Right. And use the tools we have available to us to keep manifesting shit. That's going to be amazing for people to kind of shift into their new reality. Like, why not? Yeah. Like if you do, if you do the work of Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza is a wizard at telling you this shit, like in clear as day can be like, I, I listened to the audio book. I read the book like multiple times. What's so, like, it called? Uh, so the first one I read was you are the placebo, which is really interesting. Uh, and then the second one is becoming supernatural. Okay. And, uh, you know, they go through the energy center meditations and, uh, like, again, talking about how you, you know, what, you know, what basically the narrative you tell yourself and the loop thought that you get thrown into and how that becomes your reality and then deconstructing yourself, deconditioning yourself from bullshit, fear, ass thoughts to more of these inspired, grateful, thankful, passionate, joyful, loving thoughts and ideas and how that manifests through like a reality will manifest through the actions that are coming through you basically. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, basically all the things that we're talking about now with Danny Cola flavor, you know, <laughs> give it what you, you know, call it what you will. We're having a sip um, of Danny Cola right now. Yeah, and I'm just like putting all this information together with the mace and what I know about the spine and being parasympathetic and psychedelic. We haven't talked about one time yet, which no. I'm proud of myself because usually at this point I'll bring up fucking psychedelics and how that kind of relates to everything and yeah. how not everybody does them though. 
that's not for everybody and not everybody gets the same shit out of it again when we talk about conditioning psychedelics bring up shit from the past they bring up trauma and if you're not ready to deal with it it could be extremely extremely uncomfortable yeah so something that i haven't been really wise at communicating is psychedelics in a controlled environment with a practitioner there yeah right like in a in a like i think that is like if that's the way if you're gonna do psychedelics figure out a way to do it like that yeah like safely supervised yeah like a doctor or something yeah Yeah. like that to me is gonna be the savior in 2021 maps is gonna have that that's an organization called maps they are gonna make it available if you watch it 2020 21 2022 they're gonna have clinics available for people to get uh mdma psychotherapy so uh, mdma session lasts typically three to four hours uh with a therapist uh, and somebody else the shaman type leader to take you through what you might feel on these psychedelics talking about your past traumas and coming to grips with accepting this shit if right. you're doing this recreationally with a a dose that's been cut with fentanyl or something like that like it could be extremely dangerous and like traumatizing experience that will take you the other direction and that's something that you don't want to fuck with you know but approaching these things responsibly that's why there's ceremonies Right. That's why ancient civilizations called them ceremonies, because they're rites of passage. Right. They were, yeah. There were ways that you can connect to greater power and love and inspiration that could manifest some real crazy, interesting shit to humanity in time that's you know before itself really i think and uh you know a lot of this a lot of this information kind of correlates and it's fucking fascinating to me and i'm still again very novice at all this i just i do a lot of uh audio listening to books and podcasts and i do a lot of reading and, and writing and thinking about this type of stuff as, as thinking is a pillar a foundation of wellness for me and um it's just there's a lot of re- information that kind of intertangles and it's very fucking interesting to me yeah. about death and birth and dreaming and reality and, and and all that stuff like i just think it's all too connected to this to dismay yeah yeah and and because i'm in this situation where i'm very free and connected to the unknown as far as like my dreams and goals and ways i'm able to fund my existence with my sit my current situation i'm lucky as fuck man like I'm lucky. I was grown. I grew up. I grew up in a in a family that was just extremely loving, very minimal trauma, and I've, I was I was always doing things with an elevated fucking state. And like I'm really grateful for that. And I have to. It's just in me to share that with people. Like I have it in me, and I know people vibe off of it. And like I'm just gonna stop at nothing to make this a thing where I can hopefully inspire somebody to to do the things that they want to do you know yeah man yeah you know uh you you were talking about you know psychedelics a little bit and yeah and the the thing is that yeah not you don't have to do them like i don't do them and and i really don't want to but i could still uh listen to what you're saying and i could you know i could still follow that same mindset or that premise that you know you want to look into your self inner exploration you want to understand the world around you look into the unexplored or the mysterious stuff try to tie it all together um 
there's there's ways of doing it. It's all about being open minded and and um, definitely and you know psychedelics. I guess I hear most of it from listening to your podcast. It sounds like a great way to explore things if done if done responsibly. Right. Yeah. And let me also explain this. Like, and, and it's really hard to explain. It's hard to put words on this. Like psychedelic experiences are extremely fucking profound and like oh my god <laughs> like i can't put words into it like feelings are cross-connected and you taste and hear things that you would normally see and feel and and vice versa it's just it's an interesting uh really outrageous type of extraordinary feeling and different psychedelics do different things and every journey is different based on your internal set and this ex external setting like those all have a plenty to do with the way that your experience unfolds and what you take out of it and what you take out of how can you integrate in reality like that's and that these things don't ever get talked about it's like oh my god it was a scary thing it made me blah 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 blah, blah. and that was it I'll tell you from experience that I've had extremely profound, like from pure MDMA, for example, like it's something that for me, I had crazy experiences where I, I like to describe them as downloads from something other than this world. Things that were innate in me that were expressed, like heightened as can be, like connected. Like you were talking about heaven on earth feeling. Yeah. I felt connected <clears throat> to a heaven on earth. Some people might say, oh, he was doing drugs. He's tripping on drugs and blah, 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 blah. It's right. the drugs that are doing this to your brain. Yeah, you know, like maybe, but it elevated my emotions so much that it's making me fucking come up with these creative endeavors and healing processes to help humanity. Yeah. Helping myself, helping my fucking circles, my, 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 my community, you know, like say what you want about them. This is just the beginning. Like in the, like they were, they were researched in the sixties, like in the forties, fifties, and like just about the sixties, they were really being used as drugs that were helping people and then they were fucking put a stamp on as illegal and they right. were thrown away and nobody talked about them for 30 40 years and now just again it's starting to emerge tim ferris aubrey marcus michael pollan they're doing so much work to advocate for something so profound and helping to humanity that it just needs to be talked about like the way that they're talking about it and they're they're being really smart on how they address these matters. And it's something that's a goal of mine in the next years and years to come to articulately explain this information accurately. And, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about personal experience because I'm afraid of getting fired. Like, right. I'm not going to fire myself. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, not yet. Uh, so don't fire yet, yourself anyway. yet. You're doing good. Not, yeah. <laughs> but so like I have I, my two cents though, is you, you've just mentioned all, you know, to achieve an altered state of consciousness. So you can look at things differently. People, if it's hard for a person to understand that, like taking a drug to, to achieve that, you know, using it responsibly, like you said, well, think of it like this way. Have you ever, gone for a long jog are you one of these joggers and you get a runner's high or maybe you uh um, you're high yeah you are high you, you and you take have a drug but you're high altered state of consciousness at that point it might not be a very profound one or a very 
you know, extreme one. But how about this? How about after you save somebody from a fire? Right. What's that like? Yeah, it's it's a yeah. You you have an altered state of consciousness. You're 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 high. Yeah. Right. And right. like the thing with psychedelics, Fred, is that they're a resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're there. They're there to be used wisely. When, right. When you're ready to take them and understand what is going to happen in the appropriate set setting and people around you with also an appropriate intention right like you can't just go into this shit willy-nilly i'm gonna get high on mushrooms with my friends and take three grams it's gonna be a fucking bad experience yeah okay right like let me make that clear it will not be that good if you just willy-nilly take too much and don't weigh them and uh you're in in an environment that's possibly threatening you're in a state emotionally that's maybe insecure and fear-based right it's not going to be fun it's not going to make you feel fucking good right right so like caution extreme caution however the way that these things are being explained now and like if you read michael pollan's book hit michael pollan's book right here i have it this is this is some fucking crazy shit right here it's um how to change your mind what the new science of psychedelics teaches us about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence. So, like, you have a guy like Michael Pollan. Tackling some big shit there, too, right? Some big yeah, topics. That's, that's, yeah. that's, 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 those are all bullet points that are in us subconsciously. We They're, all think about it's on the, In the news all the time. You we were talking about addiction and all that stuff. You know, you got a, a serious addiction problem in this country. You know, we need to look at ways to treat that. So let's do it. Let's be imaginative. Let's go outside the box. Let's look at possible use of psychedelics to help you do that, right? At, at least as a resource. And right. why shut the conversation down right. yeah. if there's so much positive information coming from them? Mm-hmm. Maps, I mean, if you look at Maps' research, and I'm, you know, I've, I'm only reciting shit that I've heard from Tim Ferriss and Aubrey Marcus and Michael Pollan, right? Like, I don't know how to fucking read studies. But – and maybe that's ignorant of me to just put all this trust into them. I mean, obviously, I do more. I do, I do more reading, and I, I base my personal experience, and you know, other guys like Paul Check and uh, who's the mushroom guy, the fucking guy that's on Rogan, um, the mushroom guy, Paul, the mushroom Paul guy, Stamets, Paul Stamets, De- Dennis McKenna. Like you listen to these people talk about psychedelics and the wonders that they're doing for neurogenesis and like recalibration of the fucking brain. It's wow. amazing. And yeah. Maps' research, as I was going back, is all the clinical trials with MDMA. And MDMA, like I said, is one of my like I think that that drug is very very interesting because it makes you feel like everything like all i'm already feeling like heightened state of emotion all the time naturally just the way i do it now you put that in my system and like i get crazy downloads about global shit that can really impact people at scale like i can't help it it's just what's coming through me my friends call me an animal like dan you're an animal like how do you like this is what you feel i'm like this is what i feel and i'm sorry i i'm sorry i'm not sorry and like it's amazing. Anyway, and like I don't recommend to, for anyone to do it because what, what are you doing a microphone use... there? I'm sorry. What, are you not hallucinating now? Are you? No, it's fucking <laughs> cat hair. My my kitty's over there just chilling. Um, this she likes to this come podcast, podcast. Yeah, this podcast is very friendly to cats. It seems like everybody <laughs> has a cat thing going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, my cat's she's the fucking best. I love my animals. It's a great way to start the day, hugging and kissing them, and like 
like I said, like I, I feel elevated. I'm in a great relationship. I have a loving wife. We're very fucking, I'm very fortunate, man. I, and, and all this is like, I, I'm lucky and I just want to do the work that's going to help people feel as lucky as I do. Yeah, man. And, you know, there's that's... a lot of, there's a lot of shit in this world. There's a lot of people that are born into this existence that they didn't ask for. And it just makes me question more about like consciousness, reality. It makes me question more about development, the psyche, programming and, and conditioning and addiction and where depression stems from and how we can recondition our brain to get out of that mode. And like we have the power, you know, we have the the ability to heal and create so much from within. Like if it is consciousness, if it is unconditional love, that's creativity like you just use those emotions to filtrate everything through that and try to eliminate as much fear and negativity and power and insecurity and greed and jealousy like all that shit get out of, get out of here like we Flush and like where, where does but where does it stem from right so like yeah. this is why i get interested in asking these questions like okay well what was my relationship like a lot of this comes back to my relationship or people's relationships with their mother and father older brothers and sisters the way that they grew up with you know a set of social friends and all that like we're like i remember when i was a kid my mom's friends telling me danny oh my god you're so handsome you're so handsome blah 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 like that was fucking pulled to me all the time and like you know you play soccer you have some good like oh my god you know you know that you're doing well and you know that you're good and you know that you have this like self-esteem but then like there are times where you become humbled as fuck and like you work on this stuff or maybe a girl rejects you or you have like you know what i mean or like you have a traumatizing relationship with somebody who's physically abusive or telling you negative shit like that is your construct that's what makes you become you and basically giving you the reality that you're in because of all this stuff but it's hard to look at that it's hard to admit to those things right I'm just lucky enough to have a good, like I had a fucking amazing childhood growing up, nothing too extravagant, but like I said, lucky enough to have the things that I needed to have and like do the things that I wanted to do in the particular time and setting that I was in. But now as I get older and I'm in, in charge of all this stuff and I make my own money and I'm in a great relationship and I do all this shit, like what are the boundaries? How can we really learn this information of reality and life itself to construct a fucking reality for your environment that could be superseding all thoughts yeah. and ordering right. off the menu so to speak like you listen to a guy like uh paul selig you ever listen to paul selig no that dude's a channel so he channels to, like, again it sounds kind of kooky and weird but the words that he says are very interesting whether it's coming from a fucking like, this this crazy internal source or not the words that he's saying are words to ponder and think about and like if he's saying he's channeling to the the unified field, unconditional love through words that are English that we can comprehend, listen to it. We have the technology to, if it's something right. that you're interested in, ponder yourself. Right, right. Or not. Right. We have the choice. Mm -hmm. I like it, man. It's a good message. Um, we have two minutes. Um, two minutes. Yeah. I, dude, we're, we're flowing. This is good. Dude, it's crazy, right? Time goes by fast. I, I Let me just tell you, man, I really appreciate you and giving me this platform. And there's just something about talking with you, Fred, that uh, ignites this type of conversation within me. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing and just know that it's having an effect uh, in the Midwest and that ripples, right? And uh, I, I just, like, again, I appreciate you, man.
<laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that those words, and and I like knowing that um, I have an effect on the Midwest. That's keep doing, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. It's and, hard to uh, have an effect on the East Coast, so <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing, a East Coast thing. But yeah, you too, man. You you uh, you're crushing it too, and and uh, obviously, um, you know the way we connected it's just at the beginning of something we're, just the beginning we're gonna have to definitely um do some uh, behind the scenes discussions about what what we just discussed here on the podcast about maybe for you know, sure doing the the retreat um at the summer Jersey and Shore. Also, yeah Jersey man Shore, J- Jan- uh, june 2020 let's just fucking throw that out in the ether let's just throw that out june july 2020 Jersey Shore, we get Paulie D to DJ. I was just going to say, we're going to get the situation there, and it's just going to take off. So (laughs) why not, man? Fucking why not, man? (laughs) If it's you want to talk about ordering off the menu, let's try to get Paulie D to that. Let's try to get the situation to that. Why not? They're fitness guys. Let's fucking, you know, let's have some fun, dude. (laughs) I think we can still do better than them, though, without them. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, we're, if they're interested in coming, we got the doors open. Yeah, we're yeah we're not gonna uh, push anybody. I, listen, I was a fan of the Jersey Shore when I was in college. My wife and I and all our friends when we get together, we used to watch that shit on TV. I know it's just like hoopla, really. Yeah, it's not but, really uh, like that in New Jersey. <clears throat> you're, not, so, you're telling me it's not like that? It's what? not quite. I mean, it's a <laughs> little bit. Right? Oh, <laughs> it's it's. It's more like uh, hyper local in certain areas, you know. Yeah, but, I'm just kidding. I bet you fucking. And we're not all like uh, Sopranos out here either. Oh no, you guys no. Are not all talking like that. You don't all want to hang out and get coffee, or... dude. Dude, he when I came out there to visit him, he hammered me on my accent so bad. I was like, I didn't even know I had an accent. And then you want to talk about? I said, man, I don't even. I'm afraid to talk now. I'm operating out of fear. He's like, nah, man. I'm just kidding. I just listen, I'm fascinated with culture and language and accents and, and yeah words and shit and how people talk i just i love that shit yeah it was funny man man. (laughs) (laughs) dude fred thank you so much for your time uh good luck with your workshop uh you know yours too january 4th i'm gonna put it on my calendar and i'm gonna see what's going on i'm going to i'm going to uh orlando january 18th so like again i'm if 2020 is going to be my like i'm going to plan to do like seven to ten fucking trips and and different different classes and different workshops we'll see how that works out but uh yeah i'm gonna see if i can make that happen on the fourth all right all right man cool i'll talk to you real soon and that was the podcast everybody thank you so much for tuning in if this is your first time here and you like what you heard make sure to click the subscribe button and look for new episodes weekly Check out the Steel Mace Nation podcast on all podcast platforms. Make sure to check out Fred Moore at Steel Mace Fireman on Instagram. Connect with him. And that's it, everybody. Let's connect on Instagram uh, at Danny Cola Fitness. Let's, uh, let's chat there. There are some questions that you had about this episode. Sh- don't be afraid to shoot a message. I hope whatever came out through this podcast resonated with you in a positive way so that you can go ahead and do your thing reach your highest potential whatever that may be enjoy the present moment because uh you're right where you need to be and everything that's happening right now is teaching you some sort of lesson can't always explain it but it's there all love everybody if you're interested in learning how to use the steel mace check out dannycolafitness.com click the train with danny tab 
and there will be a link to the next Steel Mace 101 workshop. It's going to be at Forza Training in Oaklawn, Illinois, March 14th, 2020 at 9 a.m. If you're interested in learning how to approach the Steel Mace safely and effectively, come check out the Steel Mace 101 90-minute workshop so that you can get an understanding on how to implement the Steel Mace in your regular workout routines. All up, people.